Welcome to the Christ Connection Podcast. We are here to help and encourage you to enjoy your adventure with Jesus. I'm your host, Kevin Senapati-Ratna. Let the journey begin. Hello and welcome to episode number 79 of the Christ Connection Podcast. My name is Kevin Senapati-Ratna and I'm glad you could join us today. My guest today is Natasha Miller and I'll get to her bio in just a second. But first, as you know, if you've been around for a while, I like to uh, make a connection between a number of episodes that we have and a number of TV shows that a certain series went on, if I can come up with something that I like. And today, 79 original Star Trek. Yes, not Next Generation, not Deep Space Nine, none of the other ones, but the original Kirk, Spock, the you know, the crew there before the movies, before uh, they stopped using cardboard for their scenery. Oh, I mean, uh, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of the original as much as the new ones there. Sorry, guys, but uh, Next Generation, that's kind of more my jam. Uh, but the original Star Trek, 79 episodes. Now you know. Uh, also, if you're new to uh, the show, welcome. Uh, it does get a little weird around here, but hang on. We have a good time. Uh, but go back and uh, listen to some older episodes just to get a flavor of what we're all about. And maybe go over to ChristConnection.cc, learn about our ministry. And while you're there, put in your name and your email address. And I'd love to send you a four-part video series that I did on how to have an enjoyable prayer life. Some practical things that I created to help you on your walk with Jesus. Again, that's ChristConnection.cc. And if you've been around for a while, why don't you share this with a friend, Uh, maybe someone who just could use a little bit of encouragement as they go after Jesus, because that's what it's all about. Uh, I just want to thank you for listening today, and let's get to the conversation with Natasha Miller. My guest today is Natasha Miller, an attorney by trade. She started the Haggai Project to build up one million believers as houses of prayer. She has just come out with a book called Praying What Jesus Says. It is a 31-day journey of praying through the words of Jesus in the Synoptic Gospels. We are both together as members, and we both serve together as members of the National Prayer Committee, and America's National Prayer Committee. Natasha, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you, Kevin. It is uh, good to, uh, we met briefly at America's National Prayer Committee once, but it's good to finally meet in sort of. <laughs> Zoom. Zoom. Zoom is the new connect place. <laughs> that, that's, the, that's the new meeting in person, right? Yes, yes. Uh, and uh, I, as we were talking beforehand, we are calling these errand run episodes, which I always like to start off with an errand question, not what's on your shopping list. But uh, if you were going out, you can take it one of two ways. If you were going on an errand and you wanted to treat yourself, that you uh, maybe they, you know, as you're going through that checkout aisle or, uh, you know, when you're just out on the road, you like to, is there something that you like to get for yourself as a treat? Or when you were a kid, when, you know, someone was going out to the grocery store, was there something that you would normally wish they brought home on their errands? It's ice cream. <laughs> it's, it's, it's without a doubt ice cream. I'm, I, I can't have dairy, but... 
There are non-dairy versions of ice cream. And then there's this Italian place ooh, in, um, in Houston, all natural ice cream. This is sorbetto. So I, that is my little place. <laughs> is, there, is there a certain type of uh, like flavor? Or is it you like vanilla? Just stick chocolate. to it's chocolate. Chocolate. Mm -hmm. I, I tell, I, I say to my children, do you guys want to go get ice cream? And I know they want to, but also mommy wants to, too. <laughs> oh, so it's, it's just a ploy for them to uh, say, yes, I want, and you really want to go get ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> you know, every, it makes everyone happy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's a good reason to go on an errand, just in general. Don't forget, okay, we need to, you know, get nothing, but we'll just go out on an errand to get some ice cream. I like it. Uh, so uh, also, since we, uh, now we'll go a little more serious here, but as we uh, go on a destination, you know, you're kind of going out, you're going places. I like to think about kind of the journey that people are, and you have a very uh, interesting story of how you got to where you are, and we could go all sorts of different ways with this, but I thought I'd start with, it says in your bio, attorney by trade. Uh, you know, do you still practice law? I do. I do, do you? I, what, kind, what kind of law? It is, I, how would I say this? I, I consider myself <laughs> I <know>. a missionary. <laughs> I consider myself like a missionary, a person who drops everything and does whatever God commands at that moment. But yet the Lord has had me or blessed me with having a virtual law office. So I will do general law. I'll handle everything that the Holy Spirit allows me to handle. And um, some concentrations over the years have been actually trademarks, um, mm -hmm. building nonprofits and helping others develop their nonprofits. And, uh, and that, you know, that includes the application and all, all, the, all the juicy, wonderful stuff that goes into building a nonprofit and having it sustainable and building a good board. And, and you know, and then and the rest is, is a conglomerate of so many different things that it would take a long time to, to talk about. Wow, that's, that's but it's, cool. it's fun. We I have corporate law to, uh, you know, writing demand letters. Do you, do you end up in the courtroom at all? In the past, I did. But what happened is what basically has led to the formation of the Haggai Project in 2017, the Lord called me on January 1st to start praying for 100 days. And the 90th day, my husband was pulled into his boss's office and they said, we're transferring you to Pennsylvania. And so what's so beautiful is I always obeyed the Lord, even as I was operating as an attorney, because I graduated law school, I went into seminary. And then, you know, working as an attorney allowed me to pay for seminary and then start my nonprofit. And so from there, it's been this wonderful balance of having a virtual law firm where I was in Guam doing work in Guam and I was still able to handle my clients and file stuff at court <laughs> in Guam. And then it basically led um, to when I was married, when my husband got transferred to Pennsylvania, I still had a virtual office. And so I transferred really easily. So I am extremely mobile. <laughs> nice. It I can't pass up the, how long were you in Guam? In, in, I was there 2013, 2014. I think in all, it must have been like, I want to say six months in total. Okay. I, I traveled in 2013 three times 
And then in 2014, I traveled once. And that, that's where we had, at that time, it was a nameless and faceless uh, gathering. It, it was actually the first fiesta for Jesus the island has ever had. They have fiestas for the saints every month in the different villages and such, but they never had a fiesta for Jesus. So the Lord um, used my nonprofit and we put on the first fiesta for Jesus for the whole island. It was, it was pretty epic. We had about 3,000 people show. So it was wow. awesome. Hey, how big is Guam to have 3,000? I didn't know Guam was that big. 3,000 people, is that a lot of people for Guam? Um, for, well, for our event, that was, that was, I mean, that's a lot of people in general. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, my goodness. I'm trying to remember the stats. I, I don't want to be wrong. All right. It's, it's, yeah. I don't want to be wrong, but I think maybe like they have over 200,000 people on the island. Wow. I did not know that. All right. Which another random thing. I, I, since we're friends on Facebook, I, I look through and I see uh, jackfruit and rambutan. Is that from your time in Guam that you have this craving for random fruit from random places? The, you know, the rambutan is actually um, from my time I was at a Vietnamese church for oh. two years. So they, I went to the English service. I don't, I don't speak Vietnamese, but I was there for two years and oh my goodness, I was introduced to an amazing culture and a lot of variety of, of fruits. And the jackfruit they always spoke about, but that was something in Pennsylvania, I ran across it. I was like, oh, this is what I've always heard about. And so uh, if everyone, anyone knows, like it, it's pretty tough to, to open up a jackfruit. So my husband dutifully <laughs> takes that job. <laughs> well, and it, uh, this is totally off topic, I realize, but uh, if uh, jackfruit, cause I'm, my dad's from Sri Lanka and so, they have both rambutan and jackfruit. And my, we, we had a jackfruit tree in our yard, I believe. Uh, and so I have distinct memories and smells, I think, attached to it. <laughs> the, jack, the jackfruit has a, a very unique smell. Oh, right? oh it's, it's not the durian. Oh, okay. The, I, I but jackfruit is, still has, and when you cook it, it it, it, it smells good to me. The durian is the one that smells like dead flesh, wow. yeah. but is extremely powerful. I don't know if that's the one that you're trying to say. I don't remember. <laughs> I, what, uh, yeah, I, had, I had multiple ways with the jackfruit, so maybe it was just the way it was cooked. I don't know. Anyways, that has nothing to do with what we're here to talk about, I guess. Uh, but I like talking about those things. All right. We are here to talk about, you've come out with a book, uh, Praying What Jesus Prays. I know. Uh, I'm holding it. No one's seeing this, but I'm holding this up. Uh, and uh, what uh, kind of drew you to this topic? To uh, Obviously, the Lord led you to uh, write the book, but is there, was there a certain uh, kind of story behind how that came to be? Well, you know, 2017, that was the first 100 days of prayer that I had ever done. In, two, in 2017, the Lord told me in 2018 that I was to pray literally Jesus's words. So I actually, when I presented this to the publisher, I had created prayers for every single word Jesus ever spoke in the Bible, <laughs> but they were like, no, we got to condense this. Let's do 31 days. <laughs> I was like, you don't want all of it. <laughs> I, like, I want to have this, you know, um, comprehensive study, but actually I, I really like how they challenged me because what I found is within 31 days, I could compile every single 
word that Jesus said simultane that's found simultaneously in the Synoptic Gospels, which is Matthew, Mark, and Luke. So there is a, a, a reasoning and logic behind the 31 days. It's what Jesus re had repeated. <laughs> <laughs> and I, like, I liked how it had each of the... Uh, each of the scriptures were in there from each of the synoptics. So it was easy to see the differences, kind of like you point out that uh, some, uh, the differences and the similarities is easy to uh, play through as you, as you're going through the study. Uh, was there anything either during that hundred days of praying it or working on the book that surprised you most about Jesus? Ooh, that's a good question. You know, because I had read, you know, sometimes people embark on journeys and they have not necessarily read the word, you know, before, unfortunately, like there's some Christians who talk a lot, but they don't, haven't read it, you know? Um, so no, I, I don't think I was surprised because I had, I was very familiar, you know, with the text, but I think probably many, this, this, I would say this book is challenging because how would I say this? Many people who have, um, a voice within the Christian world, um, sometimes represent Jesus in a particular way. But when you actually go to Jesus's words, you'll find out, wait, Jesus, said this, or this was Jesus's heart. And so that, I think that's where the book is, is, is challenging because I think every single person who goes through this at some point, their theology is going to be challenged. Well, that's... And that's also because I've been in different streams of the body of Christ. And so because I've been in the different streams, I kind of have a um, understanding of what people may come across <laughs> the, and and in fairness we never never reach the end of who jesus is so it's yeah. <laughs> yes it's constantly <laughs> never, growing and understanding uh, and uh the book just came out uh, a couple months ago right yes yes september September. So you're still on the front end of a new author. Is that, are you enjoying that process? Just random? It's, it's nice. It's, it's beautiful. Um, very lovely. Like, you know, people can get this book anywhere from Amazon to, you know, Barnes and Noble, uh, but also on the Haggai Project site there, we have a store and every book bought from the Haggai Project live site um, it goes to building 1 million believers as houses of prayer. So all the proceeds go to the nonprofit to get that work done. Very cool. Well, we were going to ask about that. Uh, you, the Haggai Project, the goal of building 1 million believers as houses of prayer. What, is, what does that mean? Like, what's this kind of the synopsis of what the Haggai Project is all about? So I believe the next move of the prayer movement is the really focus on individual believers being houses of prayer. Uh, in, in like the, the most recent movement, you know, you've had the 24 seven prayer houses of prayer and the absolutely powerful. I've even served, uh, you know, five years in, in different houses of prayer as I traveled around, you know, the United States and, um, there, there's power in that there's power of the corporate, corporate body coming together. But what I have found over the years and even 
uh, realized within myself that even while I was doing, you know, uh, uh, work for the Lord in Guam, in, in these various places, I myself was not a house of prayer. And um, there is a blessing that's tied to being a house of prayer. And that is found in the, in the book of Haggai, which basically there's a timestamp after building oneself as a house of prayer for over three months, you'll enter into thriving. And so the story is, as I mentioned, my husband on the 90th day was called into his boss's office. We're transferring you to Pennsylvania. And off we went on the hundredth day. Literally, I said my last prayer in the airport. And then we, we entered in this amazing time of blessings that, that just was overwhelming me. And I was hiding all of these things in my heart. And it was only till the summer 2018 that I was to speak at a, at a, at a, at a conference in Alabama and the Lord opened up the book of Haggai to me and said, speak on this. And I saw the timestamp, you know, the Lord had so timestamped it on the 90th day. My husband was called into his boss's office. And then there's a timestamp within the book of Haggai after three months of them building the temple, which post Christ, the temple is us. And Jesus calls us to be a house of prayer. Uh, then God says, now you will be blessed. And in different translations say, now basically you will thrive. And, and I see, I've seen that. I've lived it out since 2017. Now, before that, I was in ministry. Uh, I, I mean, did great feats of faith for God, right? And yet, if you looked at me in the spirit, I was a mere slab. And in fact, it <laughs> gave me a dream about that. Um, there was a, there's a really respected mentor that I have in the Lord in, in the dream one night like showed me this house and basically said, this is his house. And he was on this hill, beautiful, like very castle-like with ivy and just like well-protected. And that I looked over to my left and saw this and was just like an awe. And I looked over to my right and there was this slab and it was very dark and I felt danger and I felt evil. And basically I got the impression, that's you. <laughs> oh my gosh, what's going on, you know? And it was years later after I started, you know, the Lord had me pray literally every day, the word of God, I started recognizing, oh, that's it. In, in Haggai, the people of God, they had built the slab that they built the foundation of the temple and they built the altar, you know, which is many Christians. We're saved. You know, we know Jesus Christ is our, our, our sacrifice and he's our savior. And they have a biblical, you know, little foundation, but yet who in the actual body of Christ is literally intentionally building people as houses of prayer? I think the percentage is pretty low, unfortunately, but that is where the thriving's at. I think all of scripture kind of comes down to communion and then taking the word of God and declaring it and praying it and chewing it and spewing it and pushing it, pushing forth and persevering in it. And that's where the, I, I personally believe from what I've studied in the word of God, that's where the thriving comes. I like uh, you're, you're working with individuals uh, through the project. And uh, from my research in the past, you, you were doing a lot of big events and now it's kind of gone down to the, the individuals. Uh, and so I, uh, well, we'll come back to this in, again in a moment, but it's uh, the Haggai Project Live, correct? Is the yes. is the website for that? Um, what are you hoping that people will take away from the book? What's kind of the 
uh, one of your, uh, you know, when they're done, but is there, is it, each person's going to have their own individual journey or do you have kind of like, this is what I hope they, they kind of take away. The, the big thing is alignment. Cause I have found alignment with God's word again is where the power's at. So my heart would be everyone see each prayer follows a, a prayer strategy that the Lord gave me, which is repentance, declarations, thanksgiving, and then praise. And so repentance, what that does is it cuts off, uh, you know, it, it, let's say if there's an open door, if, if a person has given legal right to Satan, to the kingdom of darkness, for the kingdom of darkness to run havoc in their life, right? That's something that they gave away, just like Adam and Eve, you know, they gave away legal right to Satan because of their disobedience. And so repentance is that key that says, oh God, you know, I am, I am out of step. I no longer want to do this. In fact, I'm turning 100, you know, and 80 degrees away from this. I changed my mind concerning this. I choose you concerning this matter. And so what this is brings up is, I think since God ordained, you know, our Bible and the fact that he has these things repeated three times within our word, I think he's re-emphasizing, hey, these subject matters and these, um, these points are really important to my heart. And so what we're doing is we're taking that prayer strategy and taking the understanding of what Jesus is saying, and then we're pushing through and implementing it in prayer. And with the prayer strategy, you know, we're dealing with whatever needs to be dealt with through repentance. And then we're declaring that word. A lot of people take out their sword and they start wielding it, but no repentance has gone forth. And so sometimes they're hitting at kinks because the, the demons or whatever, they're saying, hey, I have legal right to be here. I don't even know why, you know, okay, you're throwing the word at me. That's good. That's good. But like, I have legal right. What we have to do is we have to first deal with the legal right. And then we use our sword and we just cut away, you know, anything that, that is not aligned with God. And so through that, we're recreating alignment with the Lord. And we're thanking him and releasing our faith. Because you know, sometimes in prayer, it's not just we pray once and bam. <laughs> there's a, there's a, what I call a disciplined perseverance, where we have to be disciplined in our perseverance in prayer. And there is not a, a word, when we are praying the word of God, there's not a word that is wasted because his words do not go void. And so that's why the emphasis is on praying the word. I love, uh, for those who have been around the show for a while will know that my love for praying the word is just, even as a teenager, that's kind of where I, I, I started and found, you know, found a home uh, with God's word where you can, well, as a teenager, you don't have necessarily the words to express what you're feeling on the inside. And so <laughs> the, the, the Bible gave me words to, and it gives you such confidence when you pray. Uh, if you're going to, like you said, a disciplined perseverance, it's got to be uh, something that you have confidence to go after it on a continual basis. If, it, if you don't have confidence that you're going to, uh, that God really wants you to have it, it's hard to be persevere because well maybe he doesn't want me to have that so uh, praying the scripture is powerful I, as people are kind of heading towards the checkout line maybe on their their errand here uh, we always like to ask if there's anything that we can pray for you uh, as a uh, as we kind of wrapping up here and then after we pray for you we'll uh, go back to where people can find you and all that stuff but uh, is there anything we can pray for you or your ministry at this stage in time no, it's uh, 
for myself, for my husband, you know, for, for, um, for us to hear the Lord in, in every aspect, you know, from our kids to the ministry, to, you know, uh, you know, my work in, it just in every aspect, we're going to, my, my husband's leading up a Bible study, you know, there, there's just so many things that are happening and blooming and blossoming that we just want to hear we just want to hear the Lord extremely clearly. And then we just ask for the strength to be able to execute it. That's, that's a, that's a good prayer to ask. Uh, I do have to random, uh, we'll, we'll pray here in a second, but uh, when I was researching, uh, I saw you said that uh, we had our first date and then we were married 11 weeks later. Is that correct? <laughs> you did some good research. <laughs> we did. We had our, first date and then we yeah so was it just one of of those you know you know kind of situations it was absolutely you know you know not so this is this is the caveat a week before where i start our first date that's when i assented like i understood oh we were on a date a week before um you know my husband well at that time this person that i kind of knew about uh, he, he asked me to get some advice concerning like churches in the area and, and ministries and such and such. And so we spoke on the phone, which was a delight. And, um, then he, then he asked, you know, can I have, can we go for coffee and talk a little bit more? And for me, I was so busy. I told him, no, like, I don't have time. And I was being honest. <laughs> and then this is how I always tell, you know, like single women, single men, you got to hear the Holy Spirit. This is so important to have um, intimacy with the Lord, right? Because literally the Lord checked to me and said, no, look at your calendar. Now he didn't say, no, this is your husband, but he said, no, look at your calendar. When do you have time? And um, I looked and I had Friday night. So I'm still in business mode and I'm thinking, okay, Friday night, that's the only time, you know, okay. I obeyed you, Lord. Boom, boom. Next thing. Right. And, uh, and my husband goes Friday night. He, he now tells the story Friday night. He thinks it's a date. He moved up from just coffee to like dinner. Right. And I'm thinking, I don't know what to expect. This might be an attack. Like I'm just, you know, I'm totally not there. So we have this, uh, you know, amazing time at the sushi. We are, um, sushi place. I felt like he didn't give me enough personal space, you know, but you know, he saw the fullness of me. I mean, I w- I'm totally real. Like he saw me crying at one point because of this really, uh, uh, thing that happened like in Guam and I had just come back from Guam. So uh, he saw me there and then we got an, on a, this theology, you know, this theological subject. And he saw me like all vigor, like fighting for my point. Like, I, you know, like, no, this is how it is. Blah, 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 blah. And so he saw so full of me and he did not get scared. <laughs> and I, you know what? And I, at that point, I still think, I, I still, I was like, what's happening here? He never asked me his question. So literally um, he's bringing me to my car. And I said, hey, like what kind of questions did you want to ask me about? You know, like what was the issue? Like you want to talk with me, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And he's like, oh, well, I kind of like you. And I'm like, what? I was <laughs> shocked. Because at that point in my life, I would have had another girl with me. We would have gone, you know, like I would not met one-on-one with someone, but I thought I just needed to handle whatever I needed to handle with this. Oh my gosh. 
So that is awesome. You know, you got you got the longer story, but it's fun. No, no, that's good. You know, we had our real date because I prayed. I was like, God, what's going on? We had a real date, and then I knew the first date. I knew. Uh, well, you know? I'm guessing if you, if 11 weeks yeah. later you're married, I, I, when I saw that, I'm like, if I get a chance, I got to throw that question in because that, there's got to be a good story there. So, good one, good one. <laughs> let's pray. Lord, I thank you for Natasha. I thank you for her taking the time today to be on the show. I pray that as this book launches, that many lives would be touched, that they would truly encounter you, Jesus. That's uh, as we, they're praying your word, I pray that they would encounter you. And I pray for um, Natasha, her husband, the family, that they would hear your voice as she's asked, and that they would be led, that they would keep in step with the Spirit when there's uh, the desire to push ahead, uh, and you're not moving that quickly, that they'd slow their pace, or if they feel like they're lagging behind a little, that you, they'd catch up, Lord. That they would simply be a, a family marked by hearing your voice at a whole new level. We thank you for it. Bless the book as it goes to many people in your name. Amen. Uh, well, thanks again, Natasha, for being on the show. Uh, one more time, uh, the, it's the HaggaiProject.live to get the anywhere else you'd like to send people to find out more about you or the ministry or social media, anything like that. You know, the, I, the websites give all the links. So it's the HaggaiProject.live, and there's also Natasha Ministries. Okay. Uh, and that's, is it NatashaMinistry.com? Okay. Uh, I guess I was only on the Haggai Project. I missed all these other places I could ask more questions. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. They did such a good job. Oh, you surprised me. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for being on the show today. Thank you. Well, there you have it. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. If you're looking for the show notes, you can go over to ChristConnection.cc slash podcast. Again, that's ChristConnection.cc slash podcast. We'd love to hear from you and how you're enjoying these Aaron run. Now, this technically was a little bit longer because I wanted to hear that story at the end. I just knew it was going to be a good one. So we went with that. Again, it's ChristConnection.cc slash podcast. And share, subscribe, rate, review, all those things. Uh, but let me get you on your way today with a short prayer. Lord, I pray your blessing on each of your people as they listen to this. I pray for my friend as he, as he, he or she takes the time to listen today. May you bless them and keep them. May your face shine upon them. Be gracious towards them and give them your peace. May they experience you like never before, enjoying you all the time. God bless them, I pray in your name. Amen. God bless you, and until next time, thanks for listening.